You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me, Joe Thrash and Kill You're listening to other thrilling up Ugh, Fuck dude How many shows have we, this is the 400th show I can't get the, the 400th f- you're, you're almost gonna get it, I swear it's gonna happen I am really Really hung over this morning. This is uh, this is a tough one, man. Um, this is the Toilet of Hell radio show. I'm Joe Thrash and Kill. Your uh, 365 days of horror, or as we like to call you, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm so fucking hungover, dude. Like, I can't keep my eyes open doing this. Which is perfect. It's an audio format. You don't have to see me with my eyes open, so we can make this happen. Uh, but this is our 400th episode. 400. God, you want to say this? Our 400th episode. That's not because I'm, like, still drunk or nothing. It's just I'm Texan, so I can't pronounce it. Yeah, we've done the show for a long time. Apparently, I haven't gotten any better this entire time. Um, we have an episode filled with special guests, right? Yeah, we're having all our friends come in. We're going to recap all of our favorite moments. We've definitely <laughs> prepared for this special event, and are not just like relieved we don't have to record at 10 o'clock at night and watch horror movies and do homework and just, you know, shoot off the cuff as we usually do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's such a special event, this uh, big 400. Uh, we've even got our third mic on the episode with us. <laughs> yeah, we weren't sure if Brenna was going to be here or not. And you have to listen to the whole episode to see if he shows up. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I've clearly, uh, you know, messed myself up again. Uh, haven't learned my lesson at all. Uh, how are, how are you doing, Jordan? Doing okay. Um, like I said, uh, glad that our Halloween spectacular is done. It's always fun to do, but it is like far more stressful and labor intensive than any of our other shows. So it's one of those things where it's like I look forward to it every year, but I really want it to be done <laughs> by the time it finally happens. And now we get to shift into Thanksgiving mode and then to our holiday special show in a couple of months. And I don't know about you, but maybe someone else on the show has already started shopping for gifts. Oh, geez. Uh, is it that time already? It is. And, you know, if people want to give us gifts, they can. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, give us things. Uh, we'll give you an address and such. Um, <clears throat> uh I feel like I had something important here that I wanted to share. You know, we we did uh, five episodes of the Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, we had guests for every one of them. Uh, I think we got negative hundreds of listeners uh, on those episodes. So we worked hard to uh, reach out to new audiences, and um, nobody wants to hear those. They just want to hear us dick around and, like, look at Metal Sucks headlines. So it, It's the Breno effect. Without Breno, we're nothing. That must be it. Um, you, uh, you, you, you did a thing the other day. You, you got out of the house for the first time in a long time. What were you up to? Yeah, I ventured outside of the house for the first time in three years. Uh, the natural sunlight burned my skin. I squinted. It was like one of those cave dwelling lizards that are just <laughs> albino and they never see sunlight. That was like me. Uh, I actually went to a concert for the first time literally in about three years. 
What was the last concert you said uh, you went to before this? Static X, where I interviewed the band, and people can go back and listen to that. Uh, yeah, that was like the last concert I went to before everything shut down. Jesus Christ! So the last one was even a work trip. Uh, who, who did you, who did you see uh, this recent concert? I saw horror punk band Blitzkid, a show that I've been threatening to go to for the past three years. Uh, it was supposed to be in April, I think, of 2020, and that's when everything shut down. And then when things started to get a little bit better, they announced it, and then there was Delta, and then there was Omicron. The show's been canceled like three times. So they finally had it this past weekend, uh, and it was it was nice to see a band I've wanted to see for like 15 years. They're a top band that I've never been wanting to see, so it was like checking them off. And uh, it was a good time. No one really harshed me. So the best of everything that could possibly be hope for uh, i am definitely not in standing up for like five hours shape <laughs> um, despite doing ddp yoga pretty much five to six times a week thanks to you just standing there not really moving all that much uh, when i left the show i was walking like homer uh in the episode where mr burns blots out the sun and homer gets rickets and his legs are just kind of bowed that was me walking to my car it happens, man. Like, uh, you know, I, I went and saw, I've, I've seen a bunch of shows the last couple of weeks and uh, standing there on concrete for five hours at a time is not is not good for the knees, I would say. Knees, back, just everything. Just really feeling all of my injuries at once and realizing I haven't stood up that long in three years. I mean, I, I'm on my feet all day, but re really, there is a big difference when you're fucking moving <laughs> than just standing there. I, I, that's that's the X factor. It's not good for you. You got to get your uh, concert Crocs and wear those at shows so you're comfy. Yeah, whatever chefs wear, that's what you need. Um, no, that's good. I'm glad you, uh, you you did the thing you threatened to do, got out of the house and had a nice time, and that there was uh, nobody uh, harsh in your vibe, as you were saying. Yeah, it was a good time had by all. It wasn't like a metal show where you know, people are too up close in your space or a hardcore show where they're punching you in the back of the head and then calling you a pussy for being too close to the pit. It was good. Do love to see it. Um, yeah, I went, I went out to a show last night. Um, went and saw um, The Misfits. You ever heard of them? I, I think I know one or two songs. It's nice that we both went to horror punk shows in the same weekend. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, this was my first stadium show in about, I'm going to say six or seven years. I think the last time I went to a fucking stadium, I saw, um, Van Halen back when Van Halen was still alive. <laughs> was it, uh, where the Cowboys play that stadium? No, no, it was, uh, so it's, it's an amphitheater. It used to be the Coca-Cola Starplex when I was a kid. Then it was the Smirnoff Amphitheater. Then it was the Dos Equis Pavilion, the something, whatever. Uh, I saw a fucking Creed there when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> the Walk of Shame Pavilion. Just, I miss old stadium names. You used to have the War Memorial. Yeah. And just named after someone you never heard of. And now it's Minute Maid Park and Bitcoin Arena. Um, really, God, the, the crypto dot scam or whatever, yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, uh, so this was a big one. Um, I think it was supposed to be the distillers that were opening the show. They had to cancel last minute, and they got a replacement of Fear, which is a band that you and I have talked about a surprising amount on this show, I would say. Because <laughs> we're entertained by them. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, leaving, 
you know, he he's an old man, right? Like any got to be in his 60s, right? He looks like he's about fucking 90, dude. Like <laughs> think about how old you think an old man is. He's older. <laughs> Did he play with his shirt off? No, he didn't. He was wearing like an old man leather jacket though. All right. Uh but like and and it's so funny, dude. Like uh they got they got the sound cut on him like in in the middle of a song. It's like, "Leaving, you have been in the music business for how fucking long? You know how set times work." <laughs> but also, you've been in the business how long and you still have to put up with bullshit? That's true. Um, like it's a it's a fear song. It's going to be over in 30 seconds anyway. Uh, I went I went to the show with our boy Kit, and he was like, I know you like Fear, but I don't know if I've ever heard them before. So, like, they started playing, like, uh, fuck, uh, I Love Living in the City. He's like, oh, I know I know that song. They started playing New York's All Right If You Like Saxophones. They're like, oh, I don't think you can say those things anymore. <laughs> Were you listening intently to see if you said certain words? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Ah, he said it. Uh, you remember watching uh, The Decline of Western Civilization Part 1, though? Like, he's the funniest part of that entire movie, where he's just, like, goading the crowd by calling them homophobic slurs. It's so... You can't do that nowadays, but it is very funny at the time. <laughs> They're all, like, awful and terrible to their fans, and their fans are giving it back to them. And then they play their set, and everyone's having a good time. Everyone, and, yeah, good times had by all, yeah. Um, so... Uh, the uh, the the other opener on this one was Alice Cooper. Uh, I'd never seen Alice Cooper before. Have you? No, I have very little desire. But I, again, it's like it's October. It's almost Halloween. That kind of fits and seems like it would be fun. So like, even if you don't really know any of its songs like I do, beyond the two or three that are he's well known for, at least you get like a stage show and there's uh, stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say the stage show was a little lacking. I say that because I saw fucking Merciful Fate a week prior, uh, which was A++++ uh, compared to this shit. So, just throwing it out there. Uh, but Alice Cooper, you know, he's old as shit. Uh, not, doesn't look as old as leaving, I gotta say. <laughs> well, he's had the makeup on for decades and i mean he looked old even when he was young he, he did it's kind of like a uh, bob odenkirk looked like a 45 year old man when he was in his 20s so now that he's 55 years old people are like oh yeah he looks pretty good he does look pretty good uh he had three lead guitarists uh on stage with him one of which uh of course he had kane roberts kane roberts seeing him on the jumbotron man it's fucking nasty <laughs> it's so fucking nasty. are you motivated to get back in the gym Dude, like his his like brachial veins look like fistulas. Like it's so fucked up. His veins are fucked up. <laughs> he's just very dehydrated. He looks very dehydrated. He he's a monster. He is a fucking monster compared to the people around him. So he he has three lead guitarists and they all look like Pokemon evolutions of fucking Johnny Depp. They fucking are all nasty little middle-aged men. Uh and uh Alice Cooper in one of his many dress changes, he was wearing a jacket that had the logo of Hollywood vampires on the back Ooh. like that he was showing off. It's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you're fucking nasty, dude." <laughs> The one good thing he had going for him was Nita Strass, and she left like a month ago. Yeah, I I knew that I was doing the ironic thing where I was excited to see Kane Roberts do something, but man, seeing him in IRL, it, it's fucked. It is na- It's awful. Do not do this. <laughs> Never meet your idols. Never. Um, 
Anyway, so uh, Alice Cooper, the opening band, played for an hour and fifteen minutes. I, Unnecessary. They let I I was I started booing like I got really <laughs> I think I was upsetting the people around me when they let the drummer have a drum solo. <laughs> That was like me when I sat through Dream Theater and I was just like throwing myself in disgust on like the third keyboard solo. Uh, it was like, I did not come here to see Alice Cooper, specifically not to see your fucking drummer get a goddamn drum solo. Who the who gives a shit? But they did it. And then they did the like they, they did a whole drawn out thing, including everybody like introducing themselves and bowing at the edge of the stage. Like, get off the fucking get off. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> no one is here to see you. So thankfully, uh, you know, Danzig, Jerry and Doyle with Dave Lombardo on drums uh, got on stage and it sounded like a fucking junior high talent show. <laughs> They've never been the most proficient band. They've not, but this is by far the worst sounding band I've ever heard in a big venue. Like, it was bad. It was very bad. They probably don't practice. No. Like, I I mean, like, seriously, they probably don't practice. They probably got together once or twice just when they agreed to do this, and now they just play shows. Yeah, uh, it sounded like they have never practiced in their lives. Uh, Danzig was out of breath in between every single song. Just wiping his forehead with the Wendy's chicken sandwich. I I just watched Alice Cooper, a much older man, work way harder than you on stage. Like, what's your fucking deal, Danzig? Get back in the goddamn gym. (laughs) Now, who was grosser, uh, Doyle or Kane? Uh, I, I think Kane was way grosser, man. I got, I got to be honest with you. Also, like, this fucking show where I'm on the lawn seats, the Misfits, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, even though I have no proof of it, Danzig specifically did not allow, like, the camera to follow the performers on stage. So you have, like, little, you know, poorly animated motions of, like, the Skull Guy mascot while they're playing instead of seeing the band performing. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like something Danzig would do. No filming, don't record us, nothing like that. Overall, extremely shitty, which makes this the third time I've seen Danzig perform, making him zero for three in good performances in my book. I am not going to give Danzig another fucking set, especially not after Veronica. Fuck this guy, dude. <laughs> you mentioned Veronica. It's I can't find his second vampire movie to stream anywhere. Death Rider in the House of Vampires. That's not anywhere, which is very strange. Um, I mean, it's probably for the best, right? Like, we all saw Veronica. Veronica sucked ass. Like, nobody needs to see another ironic, you know, ironically watch another bad Danzig movie. Anyway. But it still exists somewhere. I guess so. (sighs) So how was Merciful Fate? Merciful Fate is, I think, for your entertainment dollar the best you can spend like king diamond is a consummate showman uh the the incredible backdrop the two-story backdrop that they built for this where he's like climbing up and down the stairs he's got his little you know bone crucifix mic holder his guitarists are the sickest motherfuckers in the game absolutely incredible and i I gotta say this like the opening band on this one Creator was so fucking good. Creator was absolutely killer. And their new material actually whips hard. It's unbelievable a band being around that long, having new material that's worth a damn. That's them. Yeah, they're they're one of those bands from that era that really haven't changed what they've done. 
and they're like still good at it. How many Thrashmans have we talked about where there's an obvious fall off as they get into the nineties? Yep. But they're still at it and they're just playing smaller venues. And then you have like a creator or a Sodom who are just like, Yes, we are thrash metal, thank you, good night. And just like there's no drop off in their skill. Yeah. If anything, this is maybe a little maybe a little uh, you know, blasphemous or whatever. I think creators better now than they've ever been. Like listen to the new record, it it's it goes hard. Um, so yeah, uh, incredible stuff. Uh, cannot be beat if you get an opportunity. I know it's a little bit pricier. Uh, like I think I paid, I think seventy bucks a ticket for this one. Worth it, absolutely worth it. How much did you pay for Misfits? I think it was like forty bucks because it was a oh, long. That's not seat. too bad. Yeah. I wasn't, and also I snuck in uh, airplane bottles of liquor with me because I wasn't going to pay $20 for a beer there, which is why I'm so fucking hungover today. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking nip after nip. That's the thing. Like, instead of having a sip of a beer, I'm like, oh, I better have another whole serving of liquor. (laughs) So I had to sneak him in. Uh, I mean, I I just put him in my jacket. Nobody patted me down or nothing. Yeah. my wife and I wore like costumes to the show as well. As you know, oh, what you dress up as? Uh, I have a, a skeleton onesie that a friend left at a house party I had 15 years ago, and I've just been <laughs> using ever since. I put my stupid dork vest on top of it. And my wife went as like a purge lady. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. yeah, no one was dressed up at my show, despite it being horror punk, and not a single band covered Halloween. Really just shocked. Shocked. Huh. Uh, that's, that's so fucked. Like, I feel like that's, uh, they broke a rule there. <laughs> it's a gimme. It's like, well, someone has to. My, like, I was thinking for the show, I'm like, I wonder if multiple bands will cover it, or, like, if they have to talk beforehand. Okay, what song are you covering from the Misfits? Okay, we'll do this song. But nope, no one. Uh, maybe, yeah, it's one of those things, where, like, surely Blitzkid's gonna do it, so we won't do it, and then it just doesn't happen. Didn't happen. Oh, hate to see it. No one remembered Halloween. Uh, well, you know, it's been four or five weeks since we've done a normal show. I suppose there's a lot of things that we should get into, you know, a lot of, a lot of important topics that we missed over the last month that people can't wait to hear about. <clears throat> right? You think yeah, so? I mean, it's better, it's better than when we usually do it. And then uh, after we record another story drops or a follow what happens and we're just like, well, <laughs> we're not recording again, so guess we just have to deal with people yelling at us in the comments yep uh i think that uh i think that's that's how every episode works except for this one that's not going to be the case here where we're we're getting to the important stories of the last month that we did not get a chance to with our halloween episodes a lot of a lot of ground to cover here not sure where exactly where to start so I'm just going to take a crack at it um did you see marty friedman yelling at captain crunch on facebook I did not. He um, he got mad at Captain Crunch. Uh, Captain Crunch again. Uh, I don't follow them on on Facebook. Uh, I don't really use Facebook anymore. But I certainly don't follow cereal brands cereal brands on Facebook because that seems like a a silly thing to do. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> uh, Captain Crunch posted some meme and. Uh, Friedman went off on them. <laughs> Maybe there's some unresolved issues with a torn up roof of his mouth. 
Well, he says here, the recipe sucks now. Go back to the original. Whatever you have done to cut costs or follow some stupid protocol will fail. Captain Crunch is a classic. You have a responsibility to give it the respect it deserves. <laughs> it tastes like soap now. So. Maybe Marty Friedman has that condition where if people eat cilantro, they taste soap. Maybe it's him eating Captain Crunch tastes like soap. It, it could be. I... Now, he lives in Japan. I assume he's got to pay like $20 to import a box of Captain Crunch. So maybe that's pissing him off more that way. He has to go to the black market in Japan to get the real stuff. Yeah. Uh, he cracks open a box and just takes a big whiff and shudders. I, I guess we don't we don't hear a lot from Marty Friedman nowadays because he's, you know, he's off in Japan, like, you know, making uh, soundtracks for animes that we'll never see and stuff like that. Just generally... Uh, living out the rest of his life in a way that you know, seems very pleasant for him. So it's kind of nice to see uh, that he is just as insane as every other member of Megadeth. <laughs> what a strange and specific thing to pick a fight about. Uh, again, whatever social media manager that is handling the Captain Crunch Facebook page, uh, posting some dipshit meme, was not prepared uh, for guitar legend Marty Friedman uh, to go off on them. Um, so I don't. I don't know. What do, you, what do you make of this? What do you What do you make of this one? Uh, I. What can you make of it? Guitar man like cereal is mad cereal. Doesn't taste like his youth. I I think that's it. Uh, there's another thing to say as well. Like I don't know if I'm not a. I don't eat cereal because it's, you know, fucking sugar and grain. Um, do, do, are you a cereal fan? Only around this time of year, because this is when you have, like, Count Chocula and Frankenberry, and this is, like, I get my one box for the year, and this is it. And beyond that, I'll get, like, old man cereal, like, total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't had cereal probably since I was, you know, in the single digits uh, of age, I guess, you know, uh, because... You know, when you're a child, it's uh, good and responsible to eat, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's good to get, like, 40 grams of sugar first thing in the morning. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't know if the recipe has changed or not. I'm just saying that, Marty, uh, your taste buds change as you get older. As an older man, like, middle-aged to elderly, like, you lose taste buds. You can't taste things as well anymore. So it could just be, like, you know, your body is, is reacting in a natural way to saying, like, oh, I can't taste this, you know, completely nutritionless sugar sludge anymore. So just quit. Eat a grapefruit. That's my opinion. Just throwing it out there. Is that your preferred breakfast? Uh, I make overnight oats. <laughs> just have a handful of flax seeds and go out and about your day picking them out of your teeth. Yeah, I, I do put flax seeds in my overnight oats. You are correct. <laughs> Is it a nutritional thing or do you like the taste of flax seeds? It's nutritional, yeah. Okay. I have never went, God damn, I need some flax seeds in this muffin. I, uh, Jordan, I, I've recently made the decision to limit uh, my intake of sodium to 1,500 uh, milligrams or less a day, mm -hmm. which means I have to cook everything with myself. Because <laughs> all American food is just jammed with sodium. Like, I, I, was, uh, I was about to, to, you know, I was really hungry. I was grocery shopping. I was going to get some grocery, uh, grocery store sushi. I look at the nutrition facts on the fucking sushi. Again, this is rice and fish. And it's like this is uh, 2,000 like 2, milligrams of sodium in the rice and fish 
like that's how did you do that? <laughs> Everything is designed to kill you, man. It's it, it's this this the whole world's against me. Yeah, it's it's bad. I don't know what to do when it comes for meals, and then I have existential crises and don't eat sometimes because I've read the back of nutrition boxes. It's like, well, I gotta. It's it's making vegetarian dishes at home too. Like I have to do dried beans and soak them because if I buy canned beans, like it's already like got five hundred milligrams of sodium, and they're like, "Where the fuck? Don't do that. Quit doing that to me." <laughs> Just someone force feeding you spoonfuls of salt as you thrash around. You're all trying to kill my heart. Uh, I'm not going to let him. Not going to let him do it. Uh, moving on, some other news uh, that we've uh, we've we missed over the last month. Uh, I think um, when we were doing the regular shows, I think I brought it up. I went to a bar and saw the sword in a parking lot uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was fun. Uh, which I think might have been the last performance that uh, the sword ever did because they are broken up now. <laughs> you jinxed it. What? I did not mean to. <laughs> you just shut the door behind you for everyone else. <laughs> like I saw him. Fuck y'all. Um. So if you, uh, I guess, missed a chance to see them recently, I'm sorry. That's it. That's that's the last of it. Um, they were a good band, in my opinion. I mean, their heyday was a long, long time ago, but they were a good band. Well, Clutch will go on tour in a few years, and they'll need an opener, and I suspect the sword may have a little comeback. Um, I kind of hope so. Uh, those guys are definitely, like... Like, this is a solid payday for those guys. I don't know why you would quit now, like, as opposed to ten years ago. <laughs> well, we've talked about all the rising costs, and... Maybe in the past they could eke out a living or even make a nice profit. And now it's probably, well, we got to pay gas and rent things. And we have families at home. We might as well just stay at our office job and have health insurance. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. Um, I, I know uh, Kyle, the, the guitarist, uh, the lead guitarist of the band, I've known him for a number of years now. Um, but, like, he works at bars. And from what I can gather, like... Uh, it, it has to pay better now in 2022 to work at bars than to like be in a touring band, which does not bode well for the future of touring bands, in my opinion. No, I think that's a story that cropped up in the past couple of weeks of even like major bands are actually struggling now with playing music live because there's less venues from the pandemic and the the bigger venues that exist are all owned by heartless conglomerates and corporations that take big bites out of merch sales or in some cases may even be charging some bands to perform there. I was seeing uh, on Twitter that uh, Spiral Staircase, uh, one of the guitarists of uh, Pavement, that 90s uh, indie band, uh, has started uh, posting uh, the the fees that he's charged to perform at various venues across the country like this venue charged me 30% for merch, like, uh, in this city on this date. Like, I kind of, I like seeing that. I think it would be good if bands continued to do that. Yeah, it's because people don't know that this is going on. You just assume, wow, I can't believe the band's charging $50 for a hoodie. It's it's because they have to, so that they could at least break even on making merch. Bands should just hang outside the venue with their van door open selling merch that way. 
That would actually be kind of sick. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> Instead of the come see us at the bar after the set, just be like, come see us outside the venue in the alley where we can sell our merchandise and make money. Uh, bands do that. Absolutely. Just open open a trench coat with all of your CDs on one side <laughs> and all your shirts on the other. Got what you need, kid. Yo, man, you need a tote bag? I got tote bags right here. So, I mean, you and I have kind of, like, beat this horse dead for a number of years, but uh, I guess, like, it's it's another another case where the uh, it's it's the 1% is going to do fine, and then everything else is fucking dead. So, same with everything else in, uh, like, American life. Yeah, it was, there was the hope or the belief or the chance that post-pandemic or post-shutdown, at least, things were going to hopefully get better or people would kind of notice that things are a problem and in some aspects you know people have realized it but if anything it's sped up all of the bad stuff i mean i guess the same thing like with anything like sure you can point out that things are bad like everybody can we can look at everything around us and be like this is all fucked up and burning and not good it's like well what do you do about it like what can you do about any of this and i don't have an answer for you like telling people that they have to buy CDs like to listen to music that's just not realistic like that the that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, I think we're starting to see things crack in terms of band performances and live music output. It's you're probably going to see a lot more stuff cropping up on band camps and digital and quick things with low overhead to at least still put music out. And when a tour comes around you, you might want to go see the band because this may be the last time you can see them. Fucking A. Um, if, you, if you're worried about being sleepy at work the next day, maybe maybe just be sleepy at work. I think it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, you've heard of quiet quitting. Uh, how about quiet being sleepy at work? Yeah. Uh, some of us did it for years. <laughs> I do it without going to concert. <laughs> um, so uh, another thing, just... Trends to watch on 2023 bands that have been around a long time just stopping. Like, I, I think that'll be I think that'll be a, a bigger trend uh, continuing on. Um, news story that you've seen. Anything you want to share? John Schaefer's missing. Well, where's the last place you put him? Uh, I think in a federal holding cell. <laughs> uh, when did he go missing? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually almost a month ago at this point, it was reported in The Republic, which is a political uh, publication and not just Loudwire or Metal Hammer, though they obviously picked up on it. But uh, the story goes that a process server was going to attempt to deliver documents to him apparently 25 separate times, and he has just gone on the lab. No one knows where he is. He lives in Indiana and is just has disappeared into the wilds. I assume he is in hiding at one of these doomsday militia compounds, either hiding from the government or most likely hiding from the people that he dimed out to the government. Ooh, that is a good point. Uh, you know, for the most part, the, uh, the January 6th people have kind of been treated with the kid gloves, but I've seen a few people get multi-year sentences now, and I bet they're pretty mad about it. <laughs> yeah, and there's currently a trial going on with his group, the Oath Gapers, a very serious federal trial that is quickly going off the rails with their usual insanity. Um, but 
yeah, he has disappeared somewhere. And like, if the government really cared about him, they would actually find him. They'd put in an effort, but I think they probably got everything they needed out of him. So now he's probably just worried that someone is just going to shoot him in the back the next time he goes to one of their uh, secret uh, He-Man hero three percenter meetings. So yeah, it's probably just in he's case... probably living in uh, a hollowed out bus school yeah. bus somewhere in the woods. If uh, John, if you're listening, uh, if if they attempt to make you like a, a made man in the organization, just don't go. <laughs> hey, just, come on the come on the show, John. I definitely won't dime you out. Um, no, I, I think you're right though. Like uh, the government has what they need from him. They don't they don't give a shit. He can go do whatever he wants to do. But like, there is a poss- possibility that the next time we hear from him, it's because somebody found him in the trunk of a car. <laughs> just face down in the mud covered in iced earth hot sauce it is it is actually very funny to imagine like oh this guy went from being in a you know pretty successful metal band to fucking his entire life up for internet bullshit and then dying he ruined his life to yell at cops in washington dc i mean i guess i've known a few people who've done the same um it's uh it is kind of funny but he's probably if you really want to find him, he's probably just started a new account on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since Elon Musk has bought it up, I'm sure he's back on there just saying all the words he's desperately wanted to say. I, you know me, Jordan. I love, I love the internet. The internet is so much fun for me. This is the least fun I've ever had with the internet, ever, in my life. Like, it is uh, all of the people that I see online now, I, I just am filled with a sense of loathing. I don't have any spark of wonder I don't want to tell them to kill themselves. I don't want to make fun of them. I, I don't want to I don't want to be there. I don't want to see any of it. Is this growing up? I guess this is growing up. You gonna spend seven hundred dollars to see Blink one eighty two? I wouldn't give them a fucking penny. <laughs> um no, I, I saw Blink one eighty two in uh in high school with um Cypress Hill. <laughs> It's a good show. I got high for the first time there. Um, Intentionally, or were you just too close to the stage? No, like there were these, there were these, uh, there were these cholo dudes that were with like next to us. <laughs> They're obviously just to see Cypress Hill, <laughs> that had like a huge blunt, and they were shared it with you know a, a skinny hundred and ten pound Joe Thrash and Kill when he was fifteen years old. Um, when you were Joe Poppin' Pumpkin Kill, yeah, exactly, um, and. Uh, I got I got real high. It was a good show. Uh, I think that tickets were maybe twenty dollars. <laughs> and gone are the days of seeing huge bands for low sums of money. I know it's never going to happen again. Um, but no, absolutely. Like uh, I'm I'm the perfect age bracket to be you know hit with this uh, this nostalgia horseshit. Absolutely not. I'm not buying not buying the ticket. Not taking the ride. And it, speaking of stories we missed and expensive pop punk bullshit. When we are a young festival, the first day was canceled because it was super windy. It was in Vegas, right? Yeah, it was. And there was like a tornado warning and 60 mile an hour winds. And uh, apparently an hour before doors were supposed to open, people had already lined up. They just went on social media and went, whoopsie doodles, today's canceled, sorry. And oh, people man. were justifiably mad because some people flew from other countries for this show spending thousands and thousands of dollars on your vip pass getting a hotel somewhere on the strip like 
This was an expensive ass vacation for folks. And you had to be in Las Vegas. And you had to, yeah, you had to be in Las Vegas. Fuck. <laughs> messed up all over. How much money do you think they lost on having to cancel a full day of this? It depends on if they had insurance or not. They might have been fine. They might have even made a profit. Oh. <laughs> Putting events in the desert for fun and profit. They did offer like 30 days to get your refund if you bought tickets through them or like their approved vendors. So that means people who bought it on second party places or through other people got no refund. And, you know, who knows if the organizers were involved in any of these second tier places selling tickets. So they probably did okay for themselves either way. You know, you could have used like that 10 grand that you blew whole whole on this vacation to like go to France or something. <laughs> go to somewhere actually nice. Yeah. You could have could have done anything with that money. Instead, you were giving it to the fucking used. <laughs> I don't know if they were there or not, but I, I, I'm assuming they were. They might as well be or Hawthorne Heights or one of those bands. But uh, some bands were able to like scramble and play shows, free shows around Las Vegas. Like I know Kitty was able to play somewhere since apparently they were on this festival. Um, so that's good for them. But even some of the bands who had to dip into their own pockets, who knows what contracts were signed and any guarantees made or broken because you had to hop in a van and in some cases drive very far to play this thing that was just – Oopsie doodles canceled. Yeah. Do you think that SR-71 can take this hit to the pocketbook? <laughs> they are right here, right now. They're ready to play. Uh, I have no idea if they were... I'm just going to have fun saying bands that should or should be there. Uh, You're just going to shout out band names. Lit! SR-71. Sugar Colt. <laughs> You're bouncing off the walls again. Whoa. <laughs> Who was the band that did... Uh, was it fucking... Uh, her boyfriend, he don't know anything. Oh. All American rejects. Yes, <laughs> they were surely there, right? They might as well be. They were one of those bands where it was two real members, and then their label had found like two male models to Love fill it. out the rest of the band. God, what a great gig! Being just a hot dude that gets put into a successful band. <laughs> mm. All right, let's move back to the metal stuff. We can't. We can't be messing around with these silly pop punk fantasies any longer you, you, you ready for some big metal news let's let's do some big metal news do we want to stay in the bizarre concert news section yeah, of let, the news let's stay there for right now what do you got ozzy osbourne to perform virtually at metaverse music festivals edition of ozfest so it's ozfest right like you know the things that uh, you went to in the 90s and 2000s. And 2000s. Um, but it's in the metaverse, right? Yeah. I mean, internet or digital concerts have been a thing for a while. I don't think people really look forward to them, but they do exist. I mean, like, Fortnite does it all the time, and I, I think that they're very popular in Fortnite, like, specifically with, you know, the fucking Zoomers that play Fortnite that are very active on that platform. Yeah, they're there anyway. Yeah. It's not like Corn playing in, I don't know, whatever they did, League of Legends or uh, Diablo 2, whatever things that they do. And I think Iron Maiden has their own video game where they just constantly keep updating it with different metal bands. 
Um, but regardless, this is coming from some, something called Decentraland, which I feel the bile rising in my throat as I read that. Sounds fake. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Galt's Gulch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decentraland, the world's largest user-owned and operated virtual social world. I'm just making the jerk-off motion as I read this whole thing, just so you know. I'm just wondering where I can put my credit card and social security number in. (laughs) Your blood type, all the important information. Your your mother's maiden name, your first car that you drove in high school, all the important (laughs) things. Uh, Decentraland has announced the sophomore edition of Metaverse Music Festival, MVMF, including confirmed talent, new types of metaverse experiences, and more. This year, MVMF returns bigger and bolder from November 10th to 13th with 100 confirmed artists, more to come, across uniquely curated community genre stages and with newly created Web3-enabled immersive music experiences. Presented by digital asset platform Kraken, MVMF is free for all to attend, no VR, ticket, or headset required. Blah, 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 blah. They've booked Dead Mouse and a whole bunch of things they've never heard of. Here's where it gets even more. What's the word I'm looking for? Leet speak. <laughs> Just nonsense jargon. Set in a cyberpunk city of the future, the 2022 festival centerpiece is the Tower of Babel stage. That worked out well, right? I haven't read the Bible in a while, but no, the uh, everything ta- the tower, okay. Yeah, the Tower of Babel is famously something that you would want to replicate. <laughs> tower of Babel stage featuring Universal Music France's Vladimir Koshimar, award-winning Chinese idol group SNH48, crypto-punk rapper, spotty Wi-Fi. I hope you fucking die. <laughs> Japanese girl group Adarashi Gakko. London-based Afro and funk band Amadis and the Ambassador, Finnish one-woman orchestra Maija Kahaninen, space rock project Handshaking. This is all what it says. I'm not having a stroke. British DJ and producer Akira the Don, DJ Eddie Temple Morris's band Losers and Klezma, Web3 music launchpad artists, including uh, blah, 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 blah. Metaverse Music Festival features curators who are redefining IP ownership and seeking to transform the music industry through Web3 technology and AI software. I swear this is getting to Ozzy. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm so far, what, what you've just said to me is like repeating uh, even more esoteric scams. <laughs> like, none of this is real. This is all fake and very, very lame. It's just paragraphs and paragraphs with like, oh yeah, there's going to be OzFest there. <laughs> it's mentioned in the first paragraph and never again that OzFest or Ozzy is going to be there. But it's all just Decentraland's unique emotes feature enables any creator worldwide to create custom moves and gestures that bring your avatar, I got a dress here for you, to bring your avatar to life and will be a central part of how concert goers have fun through dancing and self-expression during the festival. Mm. New motion capture technology will also be demonstrated on this global stage from Move.ai, which enables motion capture with no suits and Kinetics.tech that aims to empower creators to make emote NFTs using a only a phone camera. Oh, these are all awful, terrible ideas. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. I, and it just goes on and on and on from there. 
and it's just it's nonsense it's nothing don't register for this don't give them money they're going to take your kidneys in the middle of the night so what is Ozzy what is Ozzy actually going to be doing here because it doesn't sound like he's going it sounds like there's going to be an avatar of Ozzy that's performing but I don't think he's going to actually do shit here it's very unclear they say Ozzy's going to perform but then Ozfest is going to be a part of it uh, a virtual performance from Ozzy so so not a real performance <laughs> <laughs> I mean if we're being honest when was the last time he had a real performance hey. uh, it's I guess there's going to be an avatar of him uh, who knows if this performance is just going to be from a previous concert I would assume so they just recorded him doing uh, his performance at the halftime show a few months ago for a minute and a half, and that's going to be your show. Yeah. Or if they're just going to take a previous Oscar performance and just have a play over gyrating avatars. It sounds very bad. And this is in the metaverse, you say? Yes. The thing that no one is using and Facebook people are desperately trying to get their own employees to use. I saw that uh, Facebook had spent over $70,000 per user on on the metaverse. You Can you imagine that? Like, not even just straight giving somebody $70,000 to use it. Like, building out all the shit that nobody's going to use. It's, it's actually they're, incredible. I love it. They're desperately trying to will this into being a thing. And it's obviously not going to happen. And they're so committed to this that they're just going to keep on going. Like at least Google has a sense to kill their projects. This is may go on for years. Uh, Google, I would say, maybe a little too happy to kill off their projects. Um, but yeah, like this is going to be the end of Facebook and the end of Instagram. Which I mean, good. Those things definitely need to die. This is all bad, of course. Uh, but seeing it go out in such a spectacular waste of money, like un ungodly, more money than most governments have, just blowing it all on this fucking second life horseshit that exa- exists to be a scam box, like a box for scammers to use to trap living prey in. Uh, who wouldn't want to sign up? Who wouldn't want to go to this virtual concert? Why not? You might as well just... Have Mark Zuckerberg come to your house with a vacuum to suck out all of the change from your pockets. Yeah. Because that's all this is. You are a pay piggy. You are there to give them money and to stay there. So you're looking at advertisements. There is no purpose to this other than that. Truly desperate, truly lame stuff. Uh, glad to see that Ozzy has signed on for this in one of surely the last years of his life. This is a great way to spend your time and your legacy. Good job. Let's be honest, he didn't sign up for it. It's Sharon, Sharon signed up for it. And a million percent guaranteed when he dies, you're getting an Ozzy Osbourne hologram tour. Yep. That's uh, that's almost certainly going to happen. Uh, you going to go to the uh, Ozzy hologram uh, tour? Even if they did it in one of these small local venues for a relatively cheap amount of money, no. Like... I know that uh, we've seen some distasteful things done in advertising with, you know, digital likenesses of long dead people. You're going to you're going to see him for a long time after he's gone. <laughs> Ozzy saying, "Let's go fucking crazy" for an ad for like Tang. Yep. Yep. 
uh, we will always have Ozzy with us even after he's gone. And you can see his hologram live with an actual Zach Wild and one of the Apeaches and some other musicians who have nowhere else to go after he's gone. It's uh, a lot of people depend on Ozzy uh, to make a dollar, uh, not least of which his wife. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, uh, that's exciting. Uh, where do I register to, uh, to go to, uh, the, the Metaverse concert? You go to your local government building, you tell them that you want a medical procedure done, and then some, your mayor or maybe your state rep says, no, that goes against the Bible, I will not do that. <laughs> Sign this, and now you can go into the Metaverse. There we go. Um, well, uh, a couple of other uh, major uh, stories we need to we need to cover here. Um, James Hetfield of Metallica. Do you know Metallica? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he uh, his latest uh, his latest project is uh, he's making cigars. <clears throat> sure. Have you seen the uh, the advertisements that the Metallica socials uh, put out for these cigars? I feel like all cigar advertisements and cigar aficionado magazines, every guy smoking a cigar looks like how he looks. It's just the dark lighting, uh, perhaps a leather couch, leaning back a little bit, your mouth all puckered up around a cock-shaped object. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, just you're you're looking – I mean there is nobody that's ever been photographed with a cigar that's uh, either not old or pretending to be old. Just uh, like the, the fucking, I'm trying to think about the the fucking Daily Wire dipshits like Ben Shapiro and Co. Like putting a big old nasty dog turd in their mouth. Like, oh, we're sophisticated now. Shut the fuck up, you fucking wieners. <laughs> Holding a brandy glass full of apple juice. Exactly, exactly. And and then then again, you have genuinely old guys like James Hetfield. I, I think it's distasteful. I would say to use uh, the Metallica socials. Uh, to advertise your brand of cancer sticks, but uh, that's just me. Um, I smoked for a very long time, but I smoke cigarettes, which are, you know, a nicotine delivery device. Uh, they have a purpose, uh, unlike cigars, which just stink and ruin the time of everybody around you. <laughs> yeah, accurate. And you don't really have places specifically, like buildings, to smoke cigarettes in, but you do for cigars. Yeah. Um, I think uh, cigars are overall uh, one of the stupidest things that people pretend to enjoy. Um, so it's cool that uh, it's cool that Metallica is uh, advertising this, uh, you know, finely crafted cigar or whatever. For I think it's like ten bucks a, a cigar to smoke. It's a huge waste of time. Bad for your health. Everyone who does it looks like a dipshit. Can you imagine someone coming up to you and asking if you want a Metallica cigar? No, <laughs> no, I'm an adult. Like you, you go to a concert and, you know, maybe there's the outside area where everyone smokes and people ask to bum a cigarette, like just walking up to someone. Hey, can I bum one of those Metallica cigars? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hardwired to self-destruct. I need one bad. Yeah. In related news, I think the most related news, uh, James Hetfield is uh, getting divorced from his longtime wife. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like these stories are connected somehow. <laughs> Uh, there is no more divorce move than, like, having your own cigar. <laughs> if they have, like, a Metallica Porsche that they start to sell or a convertible, then it's it's up there. 
I mean, they also have Metallica whiskey, right? Which is another yeah. one of the things. It's sort of like the Megadeth branded liquor and beer and stuff. It's like your your main guy has been sober, like famously sober for a very long time. This is an incredibly in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> You're blackened, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, we all remember uh, pretty well uh, in the documentary that you guys put out, uh, James Hetfield having to go to rehab for a very long time for his alcoholism, so... Uh, uh, sure. Checks out. It's like Alice in Chains branded heroin. Get Godsmack, the official Alice in Chains brand of smack. It's like having a fucking Mama Cass branded Italian sandwich. <laughs> I think it was a ham sandwich. <laughs> uh, yeah, you shouldn't do it, but they're going to do it anyway because uh, yeah, rapacious need for more money despite... You don't really need it, I guess. I don't know. You could just put out a mediocre album, and you will make far more money than uh, official Metallica cigars. But they don't want it. They don't want to get in a room. They don't want to have to like write new stuff. They don't want to have to learn it. They don't want to have to commit to going to the studio for weeks at a time. They just want to fucking smoke cigars with their gross old friends. Metallica cigars. It's free real estate. <laughs> Just passive income. Metallica is going to be the landlord of your lungs. Ah, hate it. Um, other uh, other big story. I think that we missed. Uh, this one's pretty important. Uh, did you? Did, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Ivan Moody said that he is going to uh, quit Five Finger Death Punch in the future. Play the sad music. It's a poor one out for Ivan Moody. Yeah, he. Um, He's worked awful hard. Sure. I guess. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he said that, uh, I don't know, like, he was going to do one more album and then and then quit. He said this at a concert yeah. in front of people. Yeah. It's recorded. It is documented. Uh, and then he later said, no, that's actually not true, which is kind of a bummer, I guess. Um but I guess it's not either, because if he quit the band, Zoltan Bathory would still keep doing it, right? I mean, Zoltan Bathory definitely had a very serious talk with him in private after this. Yeah, there's there's a legion of dudes who would love to replace you. I, I have them on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some contract that he signed, and Zoltan had to remind him of that, and maybe cock a gun behind him as he's reading it and telling him to look at the rabbits. Um, but yeah, that's... This is money for them. Ivan Moody isn't making any more money elsewhere. And I would suspect it would be like a Bad Wolf situation where, yeah, you get someone else. But once you make that split, there's diminishing returns for whatever reason. I don't think it really makes a difference who's doing it. It's still the same shitty music. But uh, once you throw in a Phil Labonte in the mix, then you you start to see some uh, declining returns. Yeah, I don't think that – I mean – Zoltan Bathory is not a man known for ha- having taste, but even I think he wouldn't stoop to <laughs> stoop to a full Abanti full time replacement. Who do you think would actually replace him? Would it be a known person from another band or a completely unknown that Zoltan can control? Definitely a complete unknown. Like Ivan Moody is not like the most recognizable vocalist in the world. You find somebody who sounds like him that you can pay fucking peanuts who doesn't own anything. And you're you're doing well. You're gonna get Michael Graves. Yeah, essentially. 
get a nobody that sounds pretty good. You give them nothing, and then they live the rest of their life desperately trying to cling to that fame. And I don't know, maybe they'll show up at the next insurrection too. Yeah, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to the next insurrection. Where do you think it's going to be? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. <laughs> Arizona's looking pretty bad. Florida's looking pretty bad. Uh, we'll see. There's elections coming up in a couple weeks. Get ready for some bad news from lots of different places. Here's here's the thing. Like, I, I know I'm expecting, like, a dim washout. Like, it's going to be bad, bad for the Democrats. Like, going to get all kinds of awful, nasty people in office. But I'm not willing to accept that, like... Dr. Oz would be a senator, and I'm not willing to accept that uh, Peter Thiel's bitch boy in Arizona is going to win. I just, I'm not willing to accept those results. <laughs> or Herschel Walker or J.D. Vance. Yeah, I, I, just, I can't buy any of those. Like, I can buy Dems getting routed in every single race, except for those, because these people are so fucking stupid. Like, you offer nothing. You are just a slimy little bitch. Like nothing. You have nothing going for you, and yet it's still going to happen, isn't it? Some places, yes. Some places, no. Some, it, it, it'll be way too close for comfort. But in some places, like Arizona and probably Ohio, it ain't looking so great. Like I, Blake Mas- what Blake Masters has never had a real job in his life. He works. He's worked for Peter Thiel as a blogger. His entire adult life. And now I have to see this little fucking wiener get on stage and be like, blood and soil nationalism? Get the fuck out of here. I can't buy it. (laughs) She'll see what happens. I think there's also the hope that some of these people will burn out very quickly uh, through all the fault of their own because they're stupid or corrupt or both. Um, So we'll see. Who is the um, uh, paraplegic uh, that fucked this shit up real bad? Uh, the Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to get some of that. And then other people are just going to exist and still be stupid. Like your Tommy Tubervilles or your Louis Gohmert. like yeah. they just exist and continue to exist because of where they live. And that's just how it is. Like no one likes Ted Cruz. His own family members don't like Ted Cruz, but he's going to get reelected when his time is up because he has the right letter next to his name. Correct. Um, I, any, I see a lot of people around with like beta stickers and stuff like that and lawn signs and stuff. And it's just, it's not going to happen guys. It's absolutely not this year, not in a year. It's never going to (laughs) happen. It's really not through any fault of, uh, who their candidates are or anything like that. It's just, that's kind of the way it is now. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I, I can't accept fucking Dr. Oz. After Trump, I I try not to make any predictions because nothing makes sense anymore and nothing matters. I feel like him and Herschel Walker are the two that probably, knock on wood, won't win. But, you know, two weeks from now when we have the elections, don't don't come back to this episode and say, oh, you were wrong. It's like, well, it ain't my fault. Well, let me put it this way. Okay, Trump, I didn't ex- I didn't see that coming. I didn't think it was going to happen, actually. I was wrong, like a, you know, a bunch of other people, a bunch of fucking East Coast libs. <laughs> we were all wrong, me and the other elites. <laughs> um, but with Dr. Oz, like, sure, he's a TV guy, he's slimy or whatever. He's also, like, <clears throat> he's Muslim. <laughs> like, I, n- I never would have thought that, like, 
these fucking MAGA dipshits would be going out on the line for a Muslim guy. <laughs> I mean, they do. They did it for Mitt Romney, and he's a Mormon. So it's again the bright letter next to his name makes you uh, blind to certain religions that you don't like. I guess so. I mean, if if you could go back to two thousand one, did you ever think that like uh, the uh, the blood and soil candidate would be a Muslim guy? <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, he's white passing like no one. He doesn't have really a scary name. His last name's Oz. That's what people remember. And ooh, Wizard of Oz. I like that. I'm an idiot. And it, it just goes from there. Sure thing, Mehmet. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like, you know, know. scaremongering about like an evil Muslim guy or whatever. It's just like this is a very unlikely scenario. <laughs> He's one of theirs. That's why it's okay. I guess so. It's just it's very odd. You got to recognize that. Oh yeah, it's odd. But again, it's he's theirs, and he's a TV personality that's been on TV for twenty years, hawking his uh, miracle pills, and the same idiots who believe that are going to vote for him. I guess so. Um, so well, we uh, we at least got those results to look forward to. Um, I have been betting pretty heavily on Predict It. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know what predicted is? Uh, is it one of those websites where, like, you could also bid on professional wrestling? No, no. This is one specifically politics, uh, and you like buy shares in like you know all kinds of political outcomes. So it has a limit of like what the total payout of an actual event is going to be. Um, so you can't get too deep in the hole. <laughs> Although a lot of people do it anyway. Can you like bid on the coin flip and oh he. Oz is going to win by 10% in Oil City. Uh, not not quite that granular. Uh, but uh, I, di- I did, um, despite despite uh, the market telling me the opposite and despite uh, everything telling me the opposite, I'm betting against uh, Oz and Masters specifically in their states. Uh, so uh, I've got skin in the game for this one. <laughs> You're just pacing outside, angrily smoking a cigarette, watching the returns come in, just begging for someone to just hit a field goal. Yes, that is exactly what it's going to be in two weeks. (laughs) Come on, Warnock, one more percent, come on! (laughs) You fucking bum! (laughs) Well, uh, so... Got got those uh, returns to look forward to. Uh, don't, uh, Don't bring this up in a couple of weeks if I was terribly wrong, please. I think we have more things to worry about if we're wrong on these. That's true. Um, things uh, looking pretty bad uh, and only going to get worse. Uh, but hey, at least we're back doing uh, the regular show here for you folks. And we're very glad that you joined us today. Is there anything else that you want to get on this one? I'm sure there's stories that we missed or we're missing. So please let us know what else you'd like us to talk about. Because, eh, you know. Sometimes weeks aren't busy, and sometimes we skip a month, and lots of good stories happen, like the ones we covered today. Yeah, so next week uh, we'll have Bruno with us probably. Maybe. Uh, and a more clearly defined message and program probably. Maybe. Maybe. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.
listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.